I'm Noah Brown, and welcome to the Pep Talk Best Business Insights Podcast, where you can find daily tidbits of knowledge on all topics business. On today's episode, we hear from Andy Andrews on the Entree Leadership Podcast. Andy is a New York Times bestselling author of How Do You Kill 11 Million People, a story that discusses important questions related to the Holocaust. Andy has also written a variety of other works, including the critically acclaimed book The Traveler's Gift, as well as a slew of letters. In addition to his writing career, Andy is also well known for his motivational speaking engagements with corporate teams, sports teams, and the U.S. military. If you enjoyed this episode and for more content, see the link in the description to subscribe to the Entree Leadership Podcast on iTunes. How'd you get this idea? We're, we're, I know you're the noticer. You wrote a book on that. That went, that went crazy. <laughs> Is that what made you start to notice this idea of the small things? I got to tell you, it was something that I noticed because in a world where people are talking about the big picture, I I, and you know, Ken, I tend to look the other way. I tend to look the other way because I'm wanting great results, unbelievable results. And, you know, I'm just, I'm like this normal person, okay? I, you know, I haven't got a gold medal. I haven't got a Super Bowl ring. I don't have a television show. And so when I go in and work with a company or work with a team, I can't afford to have 15% growth or 17% growth. I got to double or triple. Because I got to have incredible results. Well, to have incredible results, you got to do something just totally different. And so one of the things that I noticed is that everybody is concerned with the big picture. There is that mantra out there, don't sweat the small stuff. It's all about, you know, keep your eyes on the big picture. But what people forget is that every big picture is created one tiny brushstroke at a time. If you look at Da Vinci's masterpiece, The Mona Lisa, he created that with the smallest paintbrush that had ever been used. To this day, you can't see brush strokes even with a magnifying glass in that. And, and of course, he was creating a masterpiece. And so your own life, when you get to the end of your own life, whatever you have created, whether it's a masterpiece or a disaster, either way, it will have been done one tiny moment, a brush stroke at a time. Mm, that's so good. All right, so set us up. We'll get into more detail stuff here coming up. But I want our listeners, these are high-performance people. They're achievers. They're leaders. And when they hear this, I think that kind of shakes us a little bit, and I think that's wonderful. So give us an idea of what you take us through in this book. What type of little thing should we be laser-focused in on? Give us a summary. First of all, let me just let me make sure that everybody knows that this book, this is not a recreation of stuff I've done before. It's not a recreation of stuff somebody else has done, in other words. There's a lot of this stuff in here that you've never heard before, and there's a lot of stuff, a ton of stuff in here that's never been written before. And the reason is because it is counterintuitive to what you have been doing. And I understand that everybody listening to this podcast, I mean, you know, Dave's a friend, you're a friend, and I know these people. And everybody on this podcast, they are at the top of their game. Well, if you're at the top of your game, there is a way things are done. And so I had to figure out, I mean, you know, 
I, I actually have my hand in the last nine college football national championships in a row, uh, working with the coaches, the teams, or them using my material. And, and I always use the example, you know, you go into Nick Saban or Urban Meyer, you know, what are you going to say to them? These guys are obviously at the top of their game. What am I going to say? Hey, I played football in the sixth grade. Let me <laughs> help you out here, right? And so everything I want you to understand will be counterintuitive. You know, I had some unbelievable increases with companies and teams. And Polly, my wife, can you get a kick out of this? She asked me not too long ago. She said, how do you do that with a mortgage company? How are you doing that with a football team? You, you know, no offense, but you don't know anything about this stuff. And I said, well, you're exactly right. I don't. Mm. I, I know I know about people, but I don't know about the industry itself. And I said, and here's a curious thing. If somebody came up to me in, a, in an airport and said, Andy, we'll never see you again. And we only have 30 seconds with you. And we need you to tell us something that will give us a chance at increasing 15% a year for the next decade. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because that would require a knowledge of their industry because, you know, the best in any industry increase 15 to 20 percent a year over and over and over. Again. That's what the best do. And so that requires best practices and, and industry standards. It requires the knowledge of the industry. So I couldn't do it. But if somebody came up to me in an airport and said, Andy, we only have 30 seconds with you and we need you to give us something that will give us a chance at doubling our entire company in a year. Well, I could do that in a heartbeat. I could easily do that because all I would say was, okay, look at your industry, see what everybody's doing, turn around, go the other way. Because you want a chance, right? That's what you want is a chance to double. Okay, look at your industry. You see anybody doubling? Don't do what they're doing. You do what they're doing. You're not, you ain't got a chance of doubling. You wanted a chance? Turn around, go the other way. See, these little bitty things are what really make a difference, like the difference in how and why. Everybody knows how to do something in a particular industry. I mean, in, in a particular market, people know how. You find the best in these of these people know how to do it, and they'll do it again and again. They'll teach it, and they'll teach other people how to do it. They'll franchise their ideas. They know how to do it. But you will find achievers that they have created organizations or they've created amazing things that you kind of don't even know what they do. It's just like, you know, he has a coconut plantation in Costa Rica and he has a furniture plant in North Carolina. And did you know that goat meat was the fastest birth to market meat in the world? Yeah, well, he did. And he made $75 million with a goat farm in Iowa last year. These people have things that you have no idea how they connect. Well, see, here's, here's the thing. While everybody else knows how, they know why a principle works as it does. Mm. You can know how it works and harness the power of that principle. But until you know why a principle works as it does, you will never harness the full power. Because when you know why a principle works as it does, you can harness that principle to work in other things in different contexts that seem to have no relation to what everybody else is using it for. 
If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the Entree Leadership Podcast on iTunes. And that's all for today, Pep Talk Nation. Be sure to listen in tomorrow for more quality business insights.